Kid Fucking Sensation, aka Cola, is on Lexi's Lounge. What is life? Kid is a Grammy award-winning hip-hop artist and author and a keynote speaker. Holy shit, I'm I'm starstruck to have you on this podcast today. First and foremost, thank you for joining oh, me. Oh my goodness. I'm hanging out in the Lexi Lounge. You know, I'm I'm like, Mama, I made it. It was good. <laughs> I I feel like I made it. So this is a mutual thing. What are you drinking today? Keeping it simple. Good old H2O. I hear spring water is actually better for you than any of this purified water. I need some of that Lexi Lounge, you know, specialized, uh, you know, spring water. So look it up. Dude, I, one day I'm going to have my own like podcast studio recording room and everything. And you'll be able to come in. We'll do the video and then we'll have like certain special cocktails that you get just for being in the lounge. So well, everybody I, and their mama's chasing after you for endorsements. So, I mean, you know, I figured why not some spring water? <laughs> you know what? I should probably reach out to somebody for that. Boom. So, kid, cola, cola, kid. For anybody who does not know you, has not heard of you, can you give us a little background in your own words? Yeah, look, so I got my start with Sir Mix-a-Lot when I was but a wee little sprout, chasing behind him, man, when he was getting his start. And I just got to back him up in any way that I could to be around the music, man. I would beatbox for him, dance. I finally got him to get me, let me get onto the microphone. And we recorded a song called Rippin' on his Swass LP. And that's the LP went platinum. So that was an amazing experience. Toured around a lot with Sir Mix a lot. Hung out with him. Went on the road with everybody and they mama from the, from the 90s and whatnot. And then dropped some solo albums myself did 1.5 million units on all my solo albums. So that was really cool. The peak of our journey, I would say, was when it was standing on stage with Sir Mix-a-Lot when he received the Grammy for Baby Got Back. That was pretty darn cool, you know? Bunch of nappy heads, snotty nose kids from Rainier Beach, man, actually said, look, Ma, I made it. I'm on stage at the Grammys with the little gold trophy. So yes. that was really cool. We paved our way from Seattle, really not a place that was not really known for hip hop. And, uh, we got to just do some exciting things, man, and just really kind of come from nowhere and, and do some really cool things. So after seven, you know, studio albums and a couple of other real cool experiences, I'm sort of trying to find my way and all sorts of different cool things. And I've been in a couple movies, written some books, all kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, doing some cool things. So what movie yeah, yeah. have you been in? Okay, safety not guaranteed. It was filmed in it was filmed in Seattle in the home city. Go to Netflix and go check it out. Safety not guaranteed. Aubrey Plaza's in it. Kristen Bell, um, Jake Johnson, all my all my homies, man. It's a great date flick. Like go check it out with your hubby, man. I play Detective Johnson, so go check him out. Oh my gosh, was that how was that going from doing the whole rap thing into acting? You know what? If anyone tells you that they're one and the same or acting is easy, they are lying to you. Man, when you're watching the movie from the viewer's perspective, you know, you see the characters and you see kind of what's going on. What you don't see is the 8 billion people that are standing around the set. All eyes are looking at you when you're delivering your lines. And then like, you know, it's not like the studio where if you mess it up, oh man, let's just go back and do it again. People are looking at you real funny, man. If you if they do a whole take and get all 90% of it done, then you flub your line, man. So it's it's a lot of pressure, but I love it. Mm. I absolutely love it. And Jake Johnson was super cool. He was all in my ear, like, man, listen, he said, you know, because I'm I'm thinking that when the producers are reading the script and you're delivering your lines, you have to be just like on point, perfect every word. And what he said, just 
communicate the idea. He said, they want your personality. So just communicate the idea and they're going to roll with it. If it's great take and just do what you do. And that really helped me to relax and kind of, you know, get through my lines. I'm thinking I would be so stressed if someone's like, you have to remember this line. And if you fuck it up, then like, everyone's going to look at you and be like, really? We have pretty to much. Yeah. Oh my you know, God. That's how I felt at first, but you know, that's really not what it is. They just want you, right? They just, it's almost like if you had a list of questions on your podcast and you were like, yo, and I'm going to ask these questions and you miss a question, but we nail it. it, it you're like, yo, we got the goal. It doesn't matter if I got every little bit of, we got the goal, we got the magic and that's what they want. That makes sense because I've, I've actually seen some things in the past. I don't know if it was on YouTube or whatever, but they were talking about how in certain movies that wasn't even in the script. It just kind of came out like, yep. like uh, Titanic, I'm thinking something with Leonardo DiCaprio. He's my man, but <laughs> it's just so interesting. Um, I didn't even realize that you were in a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a. Uh... That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. And then also on, like, while well, I'm plugging all my stuff, I guess. I'm um, also on Netflix. There's a movie called The Paper Tigers. Okay. And so my debut single, Back to Boom, is in that movie. And it was really cool. Like, I've been wanting to, like, have one of my songs be in a movie soundtrack. And these guys, like, used pretty much, like, the entire song. Like, right at the opening scene, it's a kung fu flick. And I love action movies and kung fu flicks, especially, man. I grew up on all of that. And so I got to watch, like, a dude, like, get knocked out to my song. And, man, I got two dreams realized at once. How can you beat that? I can't even imagine. That probably just seeing that. How do you, how do you land those Netflix movies, though? <laughs> You know, it's it's really strange. I mean, sometimes it's just a matter of they, that movie was, you know, produced by a producer that's from Seattle that was like a fan of the music. And he was like, man, I want to use some Seattle artists. A kid, can we use your song? And I'm like, yo, man, let's get it. And, yes. You know, and so it, it really was one of those things that kind of fell into my into my lap. The uh, the acting job for Safety Not Guaranteed was more of a thing of where I had an agent go out on a casting call. And literally I had to, I had to work for that one, man. I had to go in and actually audition like everybody else. Mm. Well, I, I like to hear that you still put in the work though. Cause I think that's really cool. I think a lot of people believe that once you hit a certain level of notoriety, everything is just handed to you. But to hear that, like, no, I actually had to go audition for this part. I think that's really cool to hear. And it's humbling for people who think that like, once you get to a certain part, then everything is just a silver platter for you. It's like, no, you still got to work. Yeah, absolutely not. And I had to work on just my craft too, right? You don't just walk up there and think, I'm just going to act. It just does not go that way. You really have to like rehearse and work on your craft because man, you show up unprepared, man. And there's just, there's a lot of money on the line. A lot of people that are like, look, you know, you got to get this right. And so there is pressure. They don't want you to feel that pressure, but there is pressure and you have to come prepared, man. It's, it's, it's for real. Mm, I don't think I would th survive well on that. I'm such like a, like, I don't even have questions for this podcast. As you talk, I'm just writing them down. I don't feel like I'm a, a very good prepared person. I, if 2023, maybe I'll be more organized. <laughs> you crush it because I think that you just naturally, to be honest, like you're comfortable and you're comfortable in front of the camera. You're comfortable when you're talking, you're comfortable when we're in person. And for everybody that don't know, me and Alexi done hung out. Hey. We met so, and we watched him perform and we were in his little music video he got done. <laughs> yes, indeed, indeed, indeed. And but but your your comfortability is what would uh, you know, even though let's say you didn't have every line nailed or memorized, I think that you would, would not be the type that would be like deer in the headlights. That's what they really, of course, don't want, right? For you to just freeze, you know. Just go, just talk, just 
let it out there and you never know what kind of gold you'll capture. So it's like, you know, that's what they, uh, they really look for. Yeah. You kill it. You would kill it. I, I appreciate you. Maybe one day, maybe one day, once I hit my own notoriety and I'm like, okay, I want to try something else that that's going to make me feel a lot more, um, uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once year, you get the spring water contract, boom, then you're going to be like, yeah, I, I, I can do anything. I'll conquer the whole world. What it I, is. What it I know. I only drink Arrowhead. <laughs> 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 so as you were talking earlier when you were introducing yourself you talked about sir mix a lot a lot and how you hung out with him two questions how did you guys meet and are you still friends okay i uh, i can obviously answer the second one first man of course man that's my guy man i mean you know you just you don't spend that much time with somebody and glean that much from somebody man and don't maintain that relationship that's a that's an important dude in my life and i can always call him up for advice and you know he and uh and ken griffin jr two of the people that i just th their relationship i just value and cherish so much man because i can always call them when i need from business advice to you know anything that personal advice whatever it is and um as far as how we got our start and how i got my start with sir mix a lot um, we lived in the same neighborhood we only lived a few blocks from each other and so, um, and it was the same little, uh, it was called the Lakeshore Village. These are little apartments in, uh, in South Seattle, right across the street from Rainier Beach High School. And so, so Mix-A-Lot used to make mixtapes. And when I say mixtapes, I don't mean like today's definition of a mixtape with, you know, some songs and varying artists. I'm talking about like a cassette tape, right? So <laughs> yes. for you millennials, these cassettes were these things that, that had like tape inside of them, plastic case, you know, you stuck them in a tape deck and you couldn't just cue to the song. You had to rewind and find the spot. Y'all don't know the struggle. That sounds very hard. <laughs> <laughs> and so for so Mix-A-Lot. Um, would make mixtapes like he would take all the latest music and he would um, and he would put the music onto tapes for people and he charged like 10 bucks and you bring him a blank tape and boom he puts your thing full of music and that was how we got our new music and so I got to know him because I heard about him making these mixtapes and a little fun fact for those of you who don't know Sir Mix-A-Lot started out as a DJ not a rapper and that is why his name is Sir Mix-A-Lot because he used to mix records he was a DJ so boom Fun facts for you. See, you hang out with me, you get all kind of fun facts. I'm gonna so. get all the tea. <laughs> <laughs> all the tea. So, um, so I got to know him um through that, and then as he would DJ parties, um, I would like show up and be like, I was like 13, 14 years old, right? And I'd be running behind him, like, hey man, can I, you know, can I scratch a song or can I start a record or can I pick up your cords and cables and carry those. Can I carry your speakers? Whatever I could do to be around him and around the music, I would I would literally do. And so um, I got my start literally by hanging out with Sir Mix-a-Lot and just kind of being around the music. And as things, you know, developed for him, man, I was hanging on for dear life, like, yo, bring me along for the ride. And so, I, you know, I love the music so much. That's how I got started. That's smart. That's smart though. Like you really figured it out. Like it, it's, I think that shows the power of your influence, your circle of influence, like who you're hanging out with the most and where you can go based off like their vision too. Cause I mean, have you ever been around those people who are just so negative and then you start feeling like, Oh my God too. But then you're mm -hmm. hanging with someone like Sir Mix-a-Lot who's like, he's just trying to get things done and he's just going for it. And you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to hang out with this guy. Indeed. Indeed. I mean, I just, for me, 
it doesn't make sense to hang around people that aren't going in the same direction as you or that don't have the kind of goals or mindset that you got because they're just going to drag you away from what you're trying to do. So I, I knew, I mean, I was like, look, I see this dude is trying to do something with the music. I'm about it. Let's get it. Yeah, that's funny you say that because one time I asked this girl, I was like, so do you have any like goals you're working toward or anything? Because like it was just like an awkward pause in conversation and I'm so like goal oriented and she was like, no. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like, I don't even know. And in scene. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Well, moving on. Moving mm -hmm. on. So, when you got your Grammy, what, what time frame was all of this happening in? So, uh, Baby Got Back was released in 1992. Dang, I'm really dating myself, ain't I? <laughs> oh. And um, we, the, the Grammy must have happened late or mid 93, maybe? Gotcha. Or early 93. That's right. The Grammys are in February. So early 93. Okay. So then take me through the timeline of what happened when you got your Grammy to let's say like 2000. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when we uh, won the Grammy award, I was kind of like, you know, back hanging with Sir Mixlide again. Cause when I went, when I first dropped my first original solo CD, he was getting pulled into so many different things. I was getting pulled into so many different things. I more or less kind of like um, started doing my own thing and, and going solo from the group and whatever. But then we kind of started to reconnect a little bit back there, you know, when that started to happen. And that's how I ended up, um, you know, hanging out with him for during that album and some of those things. But um, then after that period of time, it was just, it was just really crazy. Like, you know, I began to, you know, really flourish as a solo artist. And that's when like the second CD dropped with uh, The Power of Rhyme and I got Ken Griffey to rap on a song with me. So that was pretty cool. Um, the, the third CD, C-Town Funk dropped and that ended up, uh, led, uh, you know, um, scoring me a gold single in Germany. And, you know, the, 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 the my total sales, you know, pushed over a million at that time. So just really cool things started to happen in the, in, you know, during the mid nineties and all that kind of stuff and all the way leading into the two thousands. And I just continued to record, continued to produce other artists and to, you know, just work with people and just, just kind of keeping myself alive in the business, man. It's a, it's a, it's a fun, but weird business to navigate man the music industry 100 percent. it is uh yeah it's a it's a monster man and it'll uh it'll eat you alive but it'll also take you places you've never been so it's uh it was it was a very very cool journey so when you say it'll eat you alive what does that mean well i'm, a, I'm gonna be honest um the, the the real part of this is that people see you on stage they see you perform they see all this kind of cool thing they see the music videos and they're oh man yeah 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 but what they don't see behind the scenes man is the business side of it that will eat you alive if you don't know what you're doing contract wise and when i started i was really really young and i didn't know anything about the contracts I'm good with math, but I don't know that I didn't know really what was good, what was fair, what was right, the wording and all these kind of things, you know, I just knew that I, I, I wanted to make music and I wanted to record and like so many young artists, I didn't know what I was doing in the beginning. And thankfully, I was in a situation where people were kind of like taking care of us, you know, because had I not known when I put my my uh, ink to the paper. I didn't even know what I was signing up for. I just knew they were going to pay me a check and that I was supposed to get some more money later. Right. I mean, you know, but you know, the, the other part of it too, beside the business part of it is just your identity, man. And like who you are, man, this business will eat you alive that way too. A lot of people come into it and they have a perception of 
what they believe is success, what they believe is great music and a message that they wanna carry out from inside, right? But then all of a sudden, man, these labels and these management teams and these people will turn you into something that you never thought you would be, right? You know, you see some of these girls, man, that are doing some of the things they're doing. You see some of these guys that are, you know, rapping about certain things and doing whatever. That's not how they were probably raised. That's not what they necessarily think or feel or believe or who they are as a person. But when you get into this thing and those, they start flashing that money in front of you, they start flashing these opportunities in front of you. A lot of people will literally give their soul away. They'll sell their soul to get to a certain level to do whatever they got to do. It gets now, real. Now I'm like, ooh, you speak my language. So there's obviously, from what it sounds like, there's a narrative that the managers in the industry and the labels are trying to push. Why do you think that they are trying to push that? Or is it coming from something even deeper than that? Well, let's keep it, let's keep it 100, right? Sex controversy, violence, all those kind of things, they sell. They yeah. sell and they sell well. Exploitation, you know, ra the raunchier, the, the better. And you see what's happened over the years, right? There was, right, like way, way back in like my mama and grandmama's day, right? The, they, they didn't want to show Elvis gyrating below, you know, like they would, they, oh, you have to keep the camera up here on him because we can't show his hips moving, you know, a certain way. I mean, look at where we've come, man, with like how far we will go. Like vi music videos are, are, are borderline, right? Like pornographic and, you know, what the girls are saying and what the guys are saying. And it, and it used to be when I was, uh, you know, spitting my bars, drugs and all that kind of stuff was like, yeah, man, anybody that's a, that's a druggie, man, that, 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 ain't, that ain't it. That ain't where it's at. And now Molly and Percocet, we popping pills, we doing this, we doing that. I mean, it's like, Everything, man, is just completely became acceptable and like, yo, just just do whatever the case is. And so I don't know, I guess in a weird way, I feel like kind of part of what who I am and just staying true to who I am, which is great because I can do that as, that as an independent artist. I can stay true to who I am and what I believe. And so I'm like, yo, I'm going to stick to this message. I'm going to stick to who I am. I'm going to stick to the real part of it because people don't, they, 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 they're trying to sell you this good time and this image and this whole thing, but is it really genuine, right? You peel those layers back. What's really going on behind all this, you know? Oh, that's such a, it's interesting hearing it from you too, because you've been in the music industry. You've been on the stage. You've seen all of the things. And I'm sure over the last 30 years now, seeing how it's changed has probably just been so like mind boggling to you. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's a trip. I mean, when you really look at the speed in which that social media has ramped all of this up and now all of this information for better or for worse and all of this music and all of this content and all that kind of stuff, if you, you know, if you wanted to spread a rumor back in our day, right? You had to go and tell somebody and tell somebody. And now in, in one push of a button, man, the entire world can know about this, that, or the other. It's just, it's it's fascinating the speed with which information and all that kind of stuff has, it travels. And bad news makes it around the world five times before good news can get up and get his pants on, you know? So mm -hmm. the the crazier, the raunchier, the the nastier, the whatever, the more next, the, the faster that it, it just snowballs, man. And so, you know, how do you make sense in all of this, right? Like, how do you stay sane? How do you, you know, like do what you're doing, right? And put all, you shed all this light and love on your podcast. Like, like how do we do this? How do we 
maintain who we are and stay true to who we are, you know, through all of this kind of thing. And I say that it's just simply being that, just being real, because people can sense that authenticity from a million miles away, right? Like I've watched your, you know, your post and, and how you just bared your soul, bared your skin, bared yourself. And it's like people just resonate with that authenticity. And I believe that that is what has led you to this mountaintop that you're on your way to. And it's just like, man, oh man, oh man, be authentic. Thank be you. authentic. Be I authentic is my answer to everything I say. I appreciate that a lot. And I think, I think too, it, you've shown that you are sticking to your guns and your authenticity because you're not, you're not out there right now performing at the Grammys saying Molly Perkins that pop that pussy, wop, 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 <laughs> you right. know, like, right. And I, I think, honestly, I think even though all of that other shit sells, I think there is such a demographic that needs to hear what you have to say and people like kid sensation who they're not going to sell themselves to the music industry they're gonna you know keep staying true to themselves they're going to be authentic they're gonna you know not sell out just because they want to reach a certain caliber and i think that's super super important for anybody watching this or anybody listening because there's been so many times that i've even seen things down the rabbit hole right of when people get into hollywood they get into the music industry they get into these things where they are famous and they make a shit ton of money but then they start weird things start coming out of their mouth and they start acting yep. weird and they start going like this and they start yep. i'm probably gonna be targeted now <laughs> they start doing like weird shit and i i just want to applaud you and like take a moment to just say thank you for not doing that and it's so rare to see these days but i'm sure there's other people like you too we're just not seeing them because they they haven't been like okay yeah here's my soul for that check <laughs> right 100 and i i think like i said people can detect the authenticity of, of, a mile away and they can detect the fake a mile away but it catches people a little bit off guard when you're just throwing the raunch or throwing the, the whatever into their face and, and it catches a lot of people off guard. So it's a lot of times it's, it's crazy. What they do is they're, they're preying on the most vulnerable, the most, you know, uh, naive. And they're going, you know, man, party up, have a good time. Come on. Here's this thing. I'm going to sell to you. Boom, 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 boom. Right. And then before you know it, you find yourself in a place where you are far away from who you are, what you are and what you identify with. People say it all the time. Oh man, how in the heck did I get here? Why, why, why am I, you know, they, they don't understand how they, be, you know, became this raging drug addict, or alcoholic or whatever the case is. It started with a good time and with them selling them something that looks so good. It was so tempting. It was so, you know, and like you said, man, we have to be really, really careful because we are, we will have given our soul away and sold our soul before we even realize that we have uh, been caught up in this mess. Man man that's that's so true well, i have a question for you about uh, as an artist how do you get paid because i i mean like i i can't even wrap my head around like how people get paid to do music I, royalties like spotify plays i don't know 100 percent, 100 percent. i mean you know um i'll be honest with you like royalties and um and you know the streams and all those kind of things those are you know for an independent artist those are a percentage of what you do. But to be honest with you, um, 
And my agent, she works her tail off to get me, you know, endorsements, appearances and, you know, shows. And that is where, you know, the bulk of what we're doing. And then, of course, our merchandising, you know, we we all kind of things from T-shirts and, you know, and socks. We got, you know, what's good, y'all socks, because that's what I say all the time. What's good, y'all. So we got socks. We got sweatshirts and hoodies. We got music and CDs and, you know, things of that nature. Those things are are fantastic, and they and they and they um, do a lot of our business at live appearances and all that kind of stuff. But that's where it's at, man. We gotta, you know, we gotta uh, appear and be in front of people live because you can't replicate, you know, a live experience, right? You know, you gotta have, you know, that live experience that people love being there so they can feel what's in the room, the energy in the room, and uh, yeah, like I say, endorsements and things of that nature, connecting with companies that see and value our message and that resonate with our message and that we're running in the same lane and yo, let's get it. Let's get it going. Mm, that makes so much sense. Okay. I didn't even think about like the merch, but it makes sense now why every time you go to a concert, there's always a merch table. And For sure. yeah, I, I just wasn't sure if like people were able to just make a living off royalties, but it, I feel like you guys get such a small percentage of them. Well, yeah, you know, when you're independent, you know, and you own uh, your masters and you have all those kind of things in place, then yeah, you know, you can definitely make a, a, a sizable chunk from your royalties and from those other kind of things. When you're with a record label, yeah, you're definitely going to get a smaller uh, piece of the pie. However, that trade-off is, of course, that they have this huge marketing machine and they can get you out and put you, give you a lot more exposure. So it just depends on everybody's situation is different. It's just so interesting. It's like you either have to sell yourself into this one lane, which is the music industry, or you go out on your own and you're really just like going through the sludge and through the muck and being like, okay, let's go. Because I feel like now you are, you're coming out, like you're rebranding yourself as Cola, right? X-O-L-A. Where did that name come from? Well, yeah, that is my actual name. The name means to uh, stay in peace. And, you know, that's, that's on my driving license. That's my government what? name. <laughs> I didn't know that. I thought that was like another kid sensation. Yeah, yeah. And and I have released, you know, like I even released uh, a couple of CDs under, you know, my name, Cola, just because it was like, I'm releasing these CDs because I'm going to like bear my soul and be super, super authentic to who I am. And this is less about just making rhymes and beats and stuff that people can have a good time to and more about like, I'm just going to like literally open up and bear my soul over over some tracks. So there are a little bit of differences between, you know, the kids sensation and cold releases. However, it's all me. It's all who I am. And kids sensation is just, you know, it's just my journey through the music industry and You'll even hear the authenticity in me, I believe, on this, uh, on the Kid Sensation, you know, the new album, the Presently Past, the Future album, because it's like, I love the music. I love people to have a good time to the music. I want you to be able to put my music on and enjoy it with your family, with at the family barbecue. So Cousin Pookie and Uncle Ray Ray and them can really just have a good time and they're not, yo, plugging their ears. So I don't, you know, I don't go down the profanity lane. And, you know, if I want to get cussed out, I just call my mama and say something smart. She'll cuss me out for free. You don't have to go buy a CD to get cussed out, right? So, you know, look, I, I that's me. I just... I make the music, I come with it, I bring, you know, the, the flavor, I bring the rhymes, and I bring a lot of that nostalgic music that, like you say, there's just a growing demographic of people that don't want to hear, 
you know, all the molly popping and all the, you know, misogynistic going off on women and the bitches and the hoes and all this kind of stuff. There's people who just want like, yo, I want to put on some music and have a good time and listen. And so that is the demographic that I'm after. And like, there's millions of people that have that 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 view and that perspective. So I don't have to say, oh man, I got to try to mass appeal to 500 million people. Like, look, I'll, I'll go after 2 million that are looking for the kind of authenticity and the hip hop that, that kind of, in my opinion, is what was the golden era of hip hop when, man, you could just put it on and cats would rhyme and have a good time and you could party to the music and the whole family could party to the music and it was good to go. Mm, that, I feel like that's so important. And also it came up with an idea for you. I, I know you have a relationship with God and I feel like you should do a rap album for Jesus. Well, yeah. I mean, if you go back and you listen to some of that, uh, that, that cola, you know, music and stuff like that, that's a lot of what that represents because that's a big part of who I am, that relationship with God. I mean, I, I feel like, man, you line up with your creator, man, and you will, you will never go wrong, man, if you use that as your guidance, as your beacon of light that you're following. So follow an example like Jesus, follow an example like, well, what, what, is, what would God do, right? Like God, the, the, the whole thing is all about, man, number one, it's, it's positivity because it's all about loving on people. It's all about bringing the best out of people, bringing the best out of yourself. It's about forgiveness. It's about kindness. It's about generosity. It's about all these different things, in my opinion, that make the world like this kind of cool and better place. And so, listen, I, I, I ain't going to stand on no soapbox. I'm not no preacher, but I will tell you this, that there has been nothing, nothing that I can tell you that has been bad out of following that example and following that path to, you know, it's been nothing but good. People just, you know, have come up to me and man, yo, man, your energy, man, I just love your energy. I think it's so great. And I'm just like, man, yo, God is my source. And that's, that's, that's where that comes from. Yeah. You can feel the Holy spirit through you. Come on, man. Which is nice though, because like, like that, I don't know if anybody who's listening to this has ever felt somebody like that, where you can really feel like the Holy spirit through them. I don't know what you, what you believe if you're listening, but like, I've experienced so many people, especially like you who I've met. And then you can just feel that like love and that light and that, like, it's like an embrace without even an embrace, but like you gave the best hugs. <laughs> I will say Thank they're you. like the tight, like I I've known you forever. And we, we just met. <laughs> But I, I think that's really cool. But I, I do have a question. And I know when I when I pitched you to be on my podcast, this is one of the things that I really wanted to to touch on. How have you, I know going from Kid Sensation in the 90s to Cola in 2023, it hasn't just been a linear upward journey for you. What kind of walls have you felt yourself hitting going from Kid Sensation to Cola in 2023? Well, I, I'll be honest with you and just really tell you the truth there is so like as a recording artist and I, i'm sure you can recognize this from recording artists that you follow whatever when you release at first man you're hot and things are going and whatever the case is but then there comes this low there comes this period of time where nobody's messing with you man it's like you know a time where it's like you're grinding 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 and people you know you look up and you go like i was looking up um you remember the artist beck yes mm -hmm. Right. You know, uh -huh. the, the his big hit was the loser song and all yep. that kind of thing. Right. Yep. And I was looking him up and you know that this guy's had like nine albums out. Right. Nobody knows that because you're like, well, I only knew that he was in the beginning and then they don't really know what's going on in the journey after that. And then maybe if you go check it out, you go, oh, oh, he's coming to town. Oh, OK, cool. And that's the way that it goes with most of us, man. You have this 
this period. Not everybody's hot from the beginning to the end. No, everybody can't be a Drake, right? That's been hot for 20 years in a row and just never seems to fall off. You know, you have this period where there's, there's this low and it becomes hard. It's tough. You can't, man, you, nobody, you couldn't get arrested with your, <laughs> with your record, right? You couldn't, you can't get booked. You can't get any sort of opportunities. You can't get anything going like that. And you want to give up. I was like, man, look, I'm part of the transition of going to Cola. The Cola thing was also like, man, kid sensation is dead. It's done. There's, there's, there's no, nobody's, nobody's booking me. Nobody wants this. Nobody. So I, I need to try and reinvent myself and do something different because why do I keep beating on this dead horse? Cause it's not, it's not working. It's not happening. It's not, there's, it's, it's nothing. And I want to give up. I want to quit because it's not paying the bills. It's not doing anything for me. And I need to figure something else out. Go get me a real job. Give this, this dream up, right? Like they always tell you, you know, go get yourself a real job. Cause you know, man, get, get give that pipe dream up. But then after some time happens, when you keep at it and you keep being true and authentic to who you are, like I said, I, I credit it to that, in my opinion, man. It was, that, that, that's, a, that's a blessing. After a period of time, all of a sudden you hit this, this, this place where it's like you become a little bit, I don't know, classic almost. You know, you could be considered almost like, you know, there's this kind of cool little resurgence thing. And I think that the timing that I'm running into right now has aligned so well with the cycle and with with everything that just kind of is going on i don't know man the energy is, is kind of transferring right and you know i didn't really fit in with a lot of the the gangsterish hardcore drug this that and the other i just wasn't fitting in with a lot of that stuff but then all of a sudden there was this kind of this cycle that kind of happens and you become you you reach this place where all of a sudden there's just this cool resurgence and people like start to appreciate you know that people like are appreciating the 90s hip-hop right you notice that this cool resurgence has kind of been happening with that style with that flow and you got people that are like man the music that i grew up on and you know you go to write that these these throwback shows people can't wait to go to a, a if, if black street and um and guy and you know um all these 90 art, art, artists come to 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 you know to do a show everybody packs it out man they can't wait because all of a sudden now that thing is cool again. And that's this spot that I that I feel like I've just kind of like started to step into where it's like, man, people are really messing with me. They're booking me again. Things are starting to resurge and kid sensation actually has like came from the dead. <laughs> so yes. I don't know, man. I, I, I think that if you continue to grind, continue to stay positive and continue to stay the road, you're going to hit these hard difficult periods and these lulls and stuff but if you stay at it and you're authentic to who you are it, it just for me I, I have to say it, it turned around and it's turning around in a big way and I'm beginning to like whoa like these things are really happening I'm busy again and people are interested and excited again and you know when I'm being able to you know uh things are just are just happening and so it does it just it kind of comes out of nowhere but it's not really because like i said i've been really pushing and grinding and working and beating on doors you know all this time and that's yeah. that's that's kind of the fruit of that labor i i absolutely love that because my my last question for you is what do you have to say to people who want to make it in music and i, I do want to get your your full-blown answer on that but i think you you did touch on that right there because it's like if you're not seeing the results immediately, you can't 
you can't just quit because it's like, it's like gardening, right? Like you plant the seed and you're not going to go out there tomorrow and be like, well, where is this carrot that I planted? You know, it's like, you have to wait and tend tend to it and keep watering it. And, you know, maybe the first year it's not going to be, it's going to be like a deformed carrot, but the next year, like you, you just grow and you learn and you learn how to nurture it better and you acquire new skills and you, you figure out like what, types of changes you can make to get a better result. And I think what you just said, that's such a testament to exactly that same fruits of the labor, because you've been grinding at this for the last, let's say 23 years, if we're going to go back from the timeline to like, when everything was blowing up in the 90s to the 2000s. And now you're everybody, it's it's coming back full circle now, and you're starting to see the fruits of your labor, you're getting booked, you're going to events you're selling albums you're like people are like oh my god kid sensation like fangirling like i i i i i used to listen to you all the time in the 90s i know when i told one of my friends we were going to nems's party which is kids agent um they were they were super excited and we got a cd for them oh sorry we got a cd for them um and he signed it so graciously he's like yeah here you go so it, it's just awesome but for the people who want to make it in the music industry maybe they they have always had this dream maybe they make little mixtapes at home maybe they just rap to beats they just know that's where they want to go what do you have to say to them wow i mean that is like that's such a great question i'm gonna be honest because i think people really need to know i think they need to know like 30 years right like i've been at this thing 30 years and it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that just because you've given it six months you know a year man I've been at this thing two years I've been promoting myself and I've been whatever and I ain't seen nothing okay cry me a river bro if you are if you really want to be in this you gonna have to have some stick-to-itiveness some steadfast some like commitment some discipline right when you say you've been grinding what have you been doing do you actually have a game plan? Do you have a team of people that are behind you that are trying to help you? What do you do? And then what do you do when you do it, right? Like, okay, you did that, but then have you stopped and analyzed where you are and then said, what did I do and what can I do differently on this time out? Are you investing? in yourself mm. a lot of people are like oh man i'm gonna make it i'm gonna do all this kind of stuff but then tell them to promote themselves and tell them to put some money into a youtube campaign or tell them to put some money into you know a social media campaign and, wah, 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 wah. okay well huh what mm-hmm. invest in yourself will you if you're not willing to put money behind yourself why do you think people are going to be willing to invest in your music and invest in what you've got going or invest in coming to see a show or invest in some, some product and merch and all these kind of things? Or why would a company put money behind you to align with you if you don't even believe in you? Mm. Work hard, invest in yourself and stick to the grind. And you have to be about that life. Like Marshawn Lynch said, I'm about that action, boss. <laughs> Marshawn Lynch is a man of few words, but he's about that action, boss. He's going to get out there and put it on the field. He may not be the most eloquent orator or whatever man in the uh, press conference, but I tell you what, 
You give him that ball in his hand and you put him out there and he's going to handle his business. He's about that action. So we can listen to you talk a good game about how, how great you are and how talented you are and all this kind of stuff. But are you about that action? Mm. That's so important though. Like what you said earlier about how everything is so fast now, how word just travels fast too. Even with social media, like even if you just put yourself out there, you just start putting your face to the camera and start talking and start, you know, being creative and being authentic and being yourself, things are going to start happening too. But like you were saying, like you got to have that grind and you also have to be able to show up and be seen because if that's your end goal is to be on stage to sell out your shows to get record deals to sell out your merch like people are going to have to know what you look like they're going to have to know what you sound like they're going to have to have a familiarity of you and if you're too afraid to actually show up and let people into your life and who you are and your goals and your visions and your dreams people aren't going to give a shit if you make a decent song you know, if, if you bring them in and you're like, hey, I'm trying to if you bring them along on this journey and say, I'm, you know, I'm trying to make it to the Grammys like that's my goal. This is my dream. And you continue to bring people in along with you. They're going to be like, OK, like I have some emotional investment in this now. And I mean, I've seen people post on TikTok and say, hey, I want to be on this podcast. And then they go on to the person's podcast, TikTok, and they comment this person's name, bring this person on the podcast, bring this person's on the podcast. And then they get on the podcast because social influence is huge. And like you said earlier, that wasn't something you really had back in the day. You had to play telephone and spread the rumor and whatever. But now we have the ability to do a lot of it ourselves. Come on, man. Leverage those platforms, man. You got to leverage those opportunities, leverage those platforms, because there is a such thing as a quote unquote overnight success. And, you know, sometimes people do get lucky and sometimes too do people, you know, they boom, they hit it, you know, and things happen so fast and everything else like that. I mean, you know, um, and a part that uh, that that we just cannot ignore is is also educate yourself about the business and educate yourself about the business side because all the success in the world man ain't going to do you a lick of good man if you can't if you don't you can't even manage the situation you don't have any information you don't have any whatever and you're just at the mercy of those who are around you man it can get it can get ugly in a hot hurry and mm-hmm. so know that business side man pick up some industry books man and and read and understand the business of the music business if you want to be in the business don't just be about the music you can be a great musician but also understand it's the music business know that business you know i i know that with you (laughs) what you do it's like you know people probably think oh man you know hundreds of thousands of followers and all this kind of stuff just came so easy for her and boy all these deals and stuff all she had to do was just walk into them and people just started writing checks and throwing it into her into your face but i'm sure that if they saw what was going on behind the scenes just like the same with me if they saw what goes on behind the scenes man there is more to it than what meets the eye and so I would say to them, man, just educate yourselves, ask questions, man. I, I, I'm just one of those people. You go to my website, you go to my social media and you, and you message me or do whatever the case is, man, I do the best that I can to get back to people and throw them game. And I can't tell you how many people, man, that I have responded to and broke down their questions and really, really, because that's part of the fun 
of being able to give back to people is that you see that light turn on it. Oh man, I've been trying this, but wow, thank you for that little piece of game. Or, you know, people want to know our stories and they want to know how we did certain things. And man, I, I love that part of, of, uh, of giving that, that, that knowledge and that wisdom back to people. So, you know, like I said, um, I think that there's so many layers to, you know, these questions. That's why I love these questions that you're asking. There's not simple answers. And I love the discussion and the discovery that we're this journey that we're going on even through this. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm so thankful that you even agreed to come on this podcast again, like starstruck. One thing I would add to your music industry thing since i have lawyer friends have a lawyer look over your contract because one Hello. chick literally lost her name because she didn't have a lawyer look over her contract and her former Hello. owns her name now isn't that psycho Hello. <laughs> like her that's legal part name. of investing in yourself right like like a lot of people just think they can just kind of well I'll, I'll finesse my way through everything but you there's certain parts of this business where you have to invest in yourself and a lawyer looking over your paperwork man is a great investment because think oh man well gosh they all a lot of people they say that rich people understand the value of things but poor people look at the cost and if you're entering into this space and you want to become wealthy and you want this music business to be something, you have to see the value in things, not just look at the sticker and the cost. Mm, that is that is such a good little nugget to end on, kid. Uh, Cola, I appreciate you so much for coming on this podcast. Like you just you dropped through everything. Like we talked about the good, the bad. And what kind of wisdom you can give to people who are up and coming or want to be like you or, you know, break through these glass ceilings of things they never thought were possible. So I just appreciate you coming on here and just giving it all. Where can people find you and are they able to work with you in any way? For sure. Kidsensation.com and all the social media and all that stuff's there. And I'm sure my agent, Nim Scarum, she's going to like probably make sure that you have like every single thing. I, I I know her. She just gets down and she does her job. And you guys was like two little peas in a pot anyway. So I'm, I'm sure you'll be able to just like put all that stuff and connect it on your uh, on your social media. But yeah, kidsensation.com has all of the uh, all of the info and all the stuff. And please, y'all just reach out to me. Don't man, don't be shy. Ask questions because I love sharing what I have and, and, you know, and I give it away freely because, man, I just hope that something in my journey is a blessing to somebody on their journey. Oh, thank you so much. You are literally such an inspiration. And um, I know people are going to love this and I hope somebody listening to this, I hope it changed their life. Man, thank you so much for having me. And thank y'all for listening and tuning in because man, I mean, I, it's so what you're doing here is so, so important. It's brave brave i know that when you first started the podcast it probably wasn't where it is now so man it takes bravery it takes guts it takes courage to to do a lot of what uh what you do so i am just i'm just honored to be here and just thankful well thank you thank you guys so much for listening to lexi's lounge my son noah and i are eating mush blueberry oatmeal right now is recording this sponsor me and i just want to thank you for being a listener and for being here and for trusting me every week with an hour or so of your time. I appreciate you. I love you. I'll see you next week.